Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which is actually green tea this morning. See how I am just getting healthy all over the place. Today is Monday, March 14th, Pi Day, 314, 3.14. I don't know why people think that's funny except that they like to post pictures of pi which has nothing to do with pi pi but such is the internet so um hope you all had a good weekend i had a um i had a very unstructured weekend i had one scheduled meeting count it one and it only lasted like 20 minutes. So I actually did not do a whole hell of a lot. I, I was trying to figure out <laughs> what I actually did with my time. David was out driving a lot and I just kind of, I don't know. I hermited. Um, there were, it was not great weather. I mean, it was sunny and so it was nice inside the house, but there was a, a sharp cold wind blowing. Um, yesterday I did go out and start raking out on the east side of the house, pulled out the dead detritus from the winter there, considered doing it out in the secret garden because the daffodils are starting to come up, but I did not do that. Um, I did not have a, uh, a strong plan. And so not a lot happened. I read a lot. I'm now on the fifth book of um, Juliet Morillier's Seven Water series. And it was funny because David left yesterday morning. I did laundry. I washed all the clothes and David was very appreciative of that. <laughs> um, and I cleaned up the kitchen. But it was funny because he came home. I don't know around five or so and he asked me you know he asked me if I had a good day and I said yes it was nice and relaxing and he said what did you do and I'm like I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure what I did I got a couple of things off of my to-do list you know those things that sit on your to-do list and sort of gain gravity with every day that you slide it down the to-do list God, I hate those things. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then they don't take that long to do. I don't know what is the deal with those. It's that dread and procrastination, right? Um, just hard to get to that stuff. I almost feel like I should have written down what I did all weekend, but I'm also, <laughs> since like my warring selves, right? I'm also was trying to relax and uh, forcing myself to relax. That's an old joke David and I have from back when we taught Tai Chi classes. There was this, because Tai Chi, you try to um, let go of force and you relax. And so you get into these standing forms or postures and movements and you try to do them in the most relaxed way possible. And so we would do a lot of exercises with like heavy arms, you know, where you would try to, you know, let someone else take the weight of your arm and give it up and you would give it up. And it's, it's really not easy to do. There are a lot of, um, it, it's part of that practice of, of giving up control and relaxing, letting things go. 
and there was this one young guy who came to take the classes and he was just um not the kind of guy who gave up control easily and David was working with him and saying um and the guy is like oh and David's like okay you've you you need to try to to let go you know don't don't force it and the guy s- says um he says i'm forcing myself to relax <laughs> not how it works reader oh my tea is hot so um yeah so i was definitely I was going back and forth especially yesterday because Saturday I was getting more things done yesterday I was thinking I could do an unplugged day and then I didn't and I kind of regretted it I I should have stayed unplugged um I was not sticking with my resolve very well and I have not been sticking with resolves very well lately so I don't know what my deal is um I'm trying to uh I did a yoga class yesterday um and that was funny because you know I did it on the the Vimeo at least it wasn't zoom it wasn't live uh my favorite yoga teacher and I thought okay I'm gonna do this yin class and you know because I really need to get back into the yin yoga and uh and she was talking about uh you know like settling into it and letting go and listening to she's my favorite yoga teacher she's great but she was starting out with saying um you know to ask yourself a question you know to have a a question for your practice and I thought I don't know what my question is so I'm like can my question be what is my question and I decided it could and then she was um you know just encouraging us to sit with it and stay in it and all of this and I was not doing a good job of staying in it and I thought and oh and she was saying you know to listen to our bodies and what our bodies need and I got halfway through the class and I thought I just don't want to be doing this so I stopped and I thought well you know at least half an hour of yoga was half an hour more than I had been doing um so yeah I'm just trying to listen to myself and figure out what it is that I need to be doing what makes me happy to be doing and sort of to restore this equilibrium um I have been doing some financial stuff and that makes me happy to like get the numbers in order I've been moving some money around and doing a few things that I'm excited about that are going to put us in a better financial place and so um that's part of what I'm thinking about and I am excited to try this um lower word count goal and see how it goes um Megan Sienna Dodge hey uh or I guess it's Sienna Dodge sorry I put an extra eye on there uh commented that that she does the wax and wane thing too and and I think that's very true that um and and I do I follow that same pattern when I'm starting a new book in particular especially if I've had a couple of weeks off or I've been doing a lot of editing it does take a while to ramp up in those words again and so maybe reducing my word count goal isn't the right thing to do because when I was figuring out and I talked about this on Friday that 
you know, I, my average is a little shy of 10,000 words a week. That is the average overall. And it's not, um, and the thing to remember about averages math is that it's a combination of the highs and the lows. And so if I reduce my word count goal overall, will that drop the average down? That's the question. Or is it more sustainable? And I think that the difference here is, is that little birdie on the porch caught my attention that, um, is looking at those weeks that I've actually gotten 15,000 words a week. Um, or uh, yeah, 15,000 words a week. So 3000 words a day and early 2021, I was doing a little bit better, but still there are not that many weeks where I have actually hit 15,000 words a week. So I think that's the difference. Um, I do think that there's something to be said for yes, at different points, the, the book will go at different rates of speed. Um, and Megan was saying that towards the end, sometimes she'll get four or 5,000 words a day. And, and I certainly have days like that, but I don't, I don't do them. I, I don't let myself do that. Uh, it, unless I'm like seriously behind, like I was with gray magic. I don't know. It's, it's an eternal push pull, isn't it? Trying to figure out the difference between what we, the disciplines we impose upon ourselves and what, and when we need to listen to what we organically want to be doing. Um, and I think that's, um, you know, it's pertinent today because we just switched to daylight savings time in the U S I think Europe does it like maybe did it two weeks ago or does it in two weeks. I forget. I know there's like two weeks where my assistant and I are off sync. Um, you know, and so for me, it's one of the consequences of having, you know, that I don't wake up with an alarm clock. I do not require myself to wake up at a particular time. And that was something I decided a whole long time ago, uh, when I first went, um, stopped doing the day job. Uh, because a long time ago, very long time ago now, uh, I did a, a writer's residency at UCross. If you get a chance to do one of those things, I do recommend it. It's, it was, um, it was extraordinary for me in a lot of ways. Uh, it was early on in my career and it was the first time that anyone knew me primarily as a writer. Um, that introduced me as a writer. Like what, at the moment I arrived, they took me around and introduced me to the other residents. And they said, this is Jeffy Kennedy. She's a writer. And I was like, I am. <laughs> um, but that's amazing. Uh, especially for you guys, when you're first starting out to have someone identify you as a writer, first and foremost. Now I'm used to it. Is that sad that I'm used to it? Maybe it's not said. I think it's pretty wonderful. Um, I've been reflecting on that, how, how fortunate I am, um, how, you know, my relative success, I, you know, it's one of those things where I'm not, I'm always striving for more. Um, but I'm really having to reflect on the fact that I do have a really robust career and that's been growing and doing better all the time. 
I don't want to lose my train of thought, but I do want to share. And I put it on social media yesterday. I went to look at the Amazon listing for gray magic to grab the link or something. I don't remember why, because I don't normally go look at my reviews. And I was startled to see that there were 108 reviews on gray magic already. And it's just been two weeks that it's out. I think that's the fastest that any of my books has ever accrued reviews. I remember this one time, um, in bank camp, <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> juvenile humor for the win. De Grace, uh, Draven, my bestie when we were early on, when we were friends and radiance was still climbing the charts and all of that. Uh, I remember her posting that radiance had a thousand Amazon reviews and she was so excited to pass that milestone. And I was like that bitch, that bitch, uh, but now um, Dark Wizard has like 350 something. So I'm thinking I'm going to pass that milestone and I'm going to throw it in Grace's face. Actually, Grace is so generous. She's always, I sent her my thing about my 108 reviews and she was like, that's fantastic. <laughs> she never says to me, oh, you, you poor sweet summer child. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Um, one thing about being on that writer's retreat at UCross was it was my schedule was totally up to me. Right. And so I decided that I would not set an alarm and that I would go by natural calendar and just see what it was. And I think it's one of the first times in my life since maybe like summers in high school or something that I had not set an alarm clock. And there's really something to be said. And, and I'm sorry for those of you who have schedules where it's not something you can do, but there really is something to be said for waking up on your natural rhythm. Um, because our sleep cycles are slightly different every night. Um, and the alarm clock disrupts that, but waking up, you know, at the natural cessation of a cycle is, um, it's much more restful. Ah, oh. so the downside of it is when daylight savings time occurs like this, um, my sleep cycle is still attuned to, to me, to my natural place rather than, um, at the clock. So I didn't start this podcast till nine o'clock, which is eight o'clock in real time. And so now I'm feeling a little behind and I'm having to work breathe through that. Um, I'm not behind. The clock doesn't matter. Although my appointments in like the afternoons and stuff haven't changed. So in some ways it does matter. I have a doctor's appointment this afternoon. Oh joy. So, um, so yeah, that whole figuring out, I remember when I was younger and I would like take the weekend off or something. And I never thought of it that way, but where I would end up screwing around all weekend and the time would just kind of vanish. And I didn't feel bad about it in the same way. Um, but I was really kind of trying to do that really kind of, do you hear me? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very torn. I was, uh, I probably should have unplugged yesterday and just given myself over to, um, not doing anything at all on the computer, but I did do some things. And then I started fretting about the things that I didn't do. So 
but yeah, it was interesting doing that yoga class and thinking, I don't want to be doing this anymore. That's enough. Maybe that was a real thing that that was enough. Yeah, so I don't know what else. It's been interesting reading these books. I'm reading Seer of Seven Waters now, which the author puts at the front that she was writing this while she was receiving cancer treatments in like 2007. I'm going to sneeze. I've learned how to pause and not sneeze in your ears. Um, and it's still very good. Um, she's an excellent writer and I love these stories. It's interesting that this fourth book and fifth book have started kind of a new cycle. And she says on the fourth book, um, Heir of Seven Waters, that she thanks her agent for helping her brainstorm the novel. And it's very interesting because it feels like the first three she had very definite ideas for. And this next set um, are much closer together in time, which is what I'd said originally that I was surprised by book two that she did a generational leap. And now she's staying very much within um, a much shorter timeline. I don't know. It's almost, it would be interesting to talk to her because I feel like she had an idea for the first three books that was kind of this epic sweep. And these next books don't have quite the same heft. And it could be that she wasn't feeling good. Um, it's hard to write books when you don't feel good. But I'm still loving it. And and to be fair, there are very few authors who can stand up to being glommed in this way, to having one book after another read. And you know, and, and especially when I'm reading with my writer brain, because I do notice uh, repetitions and one mistake. And I always worry about people doing that to my books. So, so yeah, today is the first day of trying for the 2000 words a day and we'll just see what we get and, um, a noble experiment, right? And yeah, other than that, I guess not a lot to report. Um, I think we're just always trying to find ways to, to be kind to ourselves and still produce the things that we want to do. Right. Um, special shout out to Megan, by the way, who, um, she posted to social media, so I'm sure it's fine. Uh, had a hysterectomy and I told her that every woman I know who's had a hysterectomy says it was the best thing they ever did. So I hope it is for you too, Megan. And I hope you are at home now and recovering well. Um, yeah, such is life, right? But uh, hope you recover and you'll be back on your feet because Megan also uses a walking desk, um, walking and writing again. And all the rest of you, get out there on your feet, get some exercise, be kind to yourselves. Uh, if you can, get on your feet. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.